0: Hey, welcome to Lead Loud, the Talk Dwarf Podcast. My name is Richard Mulholland. With me today, as always, is my business partner, the handsome, the gorgeous, the guy who looks better in basically, we always wear the same clothes and he always looks better in them. The one, the only, Mr. Justin King. Thank you for that, Rich. (laughs) Uh, I am blushing. Um,
1: Yeah, great to, to be here again today. And today we're going to be discussing building a story brand. Clarify your message so that customers will listen by Donald Miller.
0: Yep, it's a great book. I remember when you first sent me the video of it. Uh, I can't remember where I was. I, I, I know I was traveling. I think I was with Don. You sent me the video and I watched it. And then I sent it to Donovan. And uh, I was at SnowCon or SurfCon. Uh, and you sent me the video. I was with Don. I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. I sent it to Donovan. I said, this is the basis that we need to do with the UK office and the UK offering. What is our thing? And like by the end of that day, after you sent me this that, a video on this, I would, I'd already got back what it, the story brand was for us, for our business going forward. Yeah, very, very powerful stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, we we actually came about it. We, we found Donald
1: Miller before we found building a story brand. So it was actually a resource. So Donald Miller on his on his website, he's got some uh, free sort of tutorials and uh, training courses that you can do around writing better marketing copy and narrative for your, for your business. Um, and it was actually recommended to us for our talk draw journey, uh, have a look at it, check it out, see what it's all about. It really could help you guys with clarifying your message. Can we put that in? We like will absolutely include we'll, it on social media. 100% like through right that. Right um, and through that, spending time on these sites, came across the building a story brand book. And once I kind of had a look through that, had a look at a couple of summaries, it was also oh. the same as you was like this, this is shit. So it needed to be shared.
0: Yeah, it's funny. It's like um, I've been quite outspoken, I guess, against in boredom stare my one book about traditional storytelling. We've always been told, stare, tell a story, tell a story. And uh, in fact, in my uh, Good Story Bro narrative or a little mini ebook, I kind of talk about some similar things about my problem with being traditionally told to tell a story because people don't care about your story. So when I first saw the video, you know, your story brand. Brand makes me roll my eyes at the best of time and story makes me roll my eyes. So when Justin sent it to me, I was like, Oh no, man, this is, this is going to be whack. I watched it. And, uh, this guy just gets it. Like, I think Donald Miller's take on it is he kind of took the kind of things I've been thinking but said them much better than I could say them. And and that's what I really, really liked about it. And it's, it's easy to understand because this guy was a professional filmmaker or scriptwriter or something like that. Like, he understood the narrative flows of movies and films and things. And that's the very premise of the book.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, it's exactly that. I mean, we've, we've all been... So that, that narrative structure, we've all been hearing since we were babies. Our parents would read us bedtime stories and they would all follow much of this the same narrative structure so when that gets translated into business speak when it's about telling you about your business and what your service does or what your what the the product is that you offer if you stick to that narrative it, it just means that your customer doesn't have to work hard to understand what it is that you're offering yeah and i think that's
0: the key i mean even every talk to a talk like when you look at enough of them you'll realize that we have a narrative structure exactly
1: Glad that you've brought that up because uh, it was something I wanted to touch on. So maybe before kind of diving too much further into the book, into the talk, the, the structure that we follow, Richard, uh, just maybe unpack it slightly because we're very intentional with the way we write the talks and we're very intentional with always leaving leaving the audience with a, a forward focus. So, I mean, we we hell bent on creating action and, and uh, seeing change.
0: So, yeah. Okay, so the first thought is that I always say to people that you write a good talk long before you deliver it. We ask people uh about, you know, do you want speaker training at Missing Link at the other business and they're like, "No, I'm a great speaker." and I said, well, yeah. "Well, I said, sorry, do we want presentation training?" They say, "No, I'm a great speaker." I said, "Well, that's not what I asked you." Because actually the problem is not that you're great at speaking. We can all speak. Uh the problem is you're not great at writing talks. And a good talk well written will deliver better results than a badly talk or a good talk okay delivered. Blah, blah, blah. You get what I'm saying, yeah. and uh, <clears throat> that was the basic premise: was that if you have something well, well structured, and you deliver it in an okay fashion, it will come across really well and get you action. And we wanted to make sure from the start that's what toward did. So the talks follow a very, very simple narrative. At the beginning, we set a problem, so we paint a picture of a reality. Then what we do is we try and immerse our audience in that problem. So we ask a question like, um, you know, can anybody resonate with this? Or do you feel this way? Do you agree that this is where we're at? And we ask a question in such a way that the audience, your audience, will turn around and they'll agree with you. So now what's happened is you and your entire staff have now agreed that, yes, okay, this could be perceived as a problem. Then what we'll do is we'll say, okay, so we all agree there's a problem, so how do you solve it? And we'll introduce a premise. Now, usually this is where we'll introduce a book or some content. And we'll say, okay, well, that's, you know, the problem that this author was struggling with and wanted to find a better way of doing this. And then we'll introduce maybe a second part of a case study, like a cool idea, something positive, somebody who solved this problem or some tools to use to solve this problem. And then what we'll do is we'll re-emerge your audience again and we'll ask them, okay, can this structure work for you? Is this a way that um, uh, you could use? Can we see ourselves using this thing? And, or how would this apply to our business? And it's very important because although it's a talk, it is a conversation, right? So our talks, we always say to them, you know, the, the video itself may, the tutorial video might take 10 minutes, but you've got allowed 20 to 25 because you're engaging with your team. And this is important because people are going to be committing to different things. Yeah. And
1: just on those two points of, of immersion, um, and I think that it's quite important to chat about that very briefly, because that's where we need the the speakers of we call our talk leaders. That's where we need them to do a bit of heavy lifting and really make the talk their own, make sure that it resonates with their audience. Obviously on the tutorial video, we we relatively generic in the way we handle those immersion slides. Um, we haven't, we're not necessarily speaking to an audience, but the, the speaker and maybe unpack that slightly. Like the, the speaker needs to give some thought to how
0: they're going to immerse their audience and, and bring it, back and make sense for the business that they're in. All right, this this make a join is massive. For yeah. us. I, I remember when I did the very first talk, so I came up to Missing Link staff, I did one of my talks I, I, I used to share with the guys, and um, I intentionally involve, it, it avoided any reference to Missing Link. So I used vague questions like, how does this apply to us? Do we agree that this is relevant to us? And I made sure there was no imagery of us in the slides, because I wanted to see is as a speaker, as a communicator, could I make it my own even if the content was generic? and sure enough at the end of it I asked him do you think I wrote this for you uh, would you believe this and he said yes I was like wow okay this actually works so the way I made it my own is when I asked a question like, "How does this mean to us? what does this mean to us? Or can you think of a time that this happened to us? I might turn and say, so one example for me would be when this client came into this, any other examples, and they started making it their own that way. And what we found with our original proof of concept group and our subsequent users who are now presenting, and I mean, we've got people presenting all over the world, uh, that's what they do, and that's where they make it work. So, And we've even got a visual reference to those slides to kind of show them in a different way, so you know this is where you have to work. And in fact, on that one, on every presentation in the coaching video, we have a delivery there. So I want to teach people not just I want to teach people to be better at presenting. And in fact, I think that the more you get a chance as a business leader to practice in front of your team on a Monday morning, the much, much easier it will be when you're standing up and delivering that significant pitch or that big thought leadership thing and that big summit with all those CEOs who can change the you know your business world. So we're allowing you to practice in public. And each time we actually ask you to Um, do something, it might be something about hand gestures or or, uh, the way you use your voice or modulation, but in this one particularly, we ask guys to bring in their own story, Uh, because we say, no, tell a personal story, find a way that you can bring this in, because it's relevant to this topic, so this is actually a nice example of making it your own, mixed with the delivery there and the structure and then I guess just the final point is, at the very very end of the structure of our narrative flow, is that we do a very, very specific forward focus so a call to action you know, I always talk about a presentation, give them a reason to care, give them a reason to believe, tell them what they need to know, tell them what they need to do. Give them a reason to care is the original problem we're talking about and getting them to agree that it's a problem. The give them a reason to believe is the introduction to the best-selling book with the top author, things like this, get okay, this guy's credible. Tell them what they need to know is the information from the book. And then finally, the forward focus is tell them what they need to do. And as we say, okay, in the weeks going forward, I need you guys to report back to me on this or I want you to give me information on that. That's where we get that information that comes.
1: Awesome. Okay, so from there back to the book and back to the back to the talk. Um, in the in the intro to the talk, we we speak about this being a, a great grounding, like leading up to a big marketing campaign or a new social media strategy. Uh, why do you think that is? That this is a great talk to kind of kick off before heading into into those kind of orders?
0: Because if you the wrong story well told will kill your business. Yeah. Okay, you almost get one shot at this thing. If the story you're telling about your business, in fact, if the story you're telling about their business is wrong, you've lost it. And so often when we sit there, and in fact, the other talk we have on this topic, which is more from a sales perspective rather than a big branding perspective, which is the Good Story Bro based on the ebook. And you're welcome to download my ebook as at storyseller.ca.za. It's free. You can read everything on that. And there's a talk on the site there. But what is different here is that before you go out there and you do this communication and do this marketing and and create all this thinking and this narrative uh, externally, you need to understand what story you're telling them. What are you telling them uh, about uh, them and how you fit in their journey and their story? And that's what this does. That's what this book really, really covers in a cool way.
1: Yeah. I think in the the talk, we actually illustrate that point by saying – give, give a, a customer a direct journey to their, their destination if they don't make them jump on a flight that's got 13 stopovers to get to their destination so if they're going to have to work hard to understand what it is that you're offering them uh they're, they're not they're not going to to be interested so on that that point like for me the two big takeaways when i was researching this book and reading the book the two biggest takeaways and now when i when i kind of say them out loud i suppose they they seem so obvious, but at times I think we have to be reminded about those kind of things. And the one was what I've just said: is don't make customers work hard to understand what it is that that you you're wanting to sell to them or what you what you offer to them. And the the second is that everybody, every customer usually wants to be their own hero. They're not necessarily looking for another hero, but they would love to to have a guide or a tool or a, a magic potion, I suppose, that would would help them um, achieve the success and and really. Slay their, slay their villain, their dastardly villain, as we, we speak about in, in the talk.
0: Yeah, I guess that's what um, Donald Miller covers. And he, he talks a bit about the hero's journey. And I've been quite negative about this in the past. It's a, this thing by Joseph Campbell from a book called um, uh, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. But but it is kind of relevant here in that uh, the hero's journey starts off you know, in a the film. There's a person who's been given a call to adventure. Uh, there is something bad happens. There's this call to adventure. Then they meet this old sage elder and then they go through these things and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And they get, they go on this journey and they finish up. And, um, he talks about this structure that they have in common about giving people a clear journey with a clear ending. Like what will happen if we do deal with you? And what will happen if we don't deal with you? You know, what will happen if Voldemort wins? What happens if Darth Vader, wins? what do we stand to lose? What do we stand to lose? Yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, well, but on the flip side, what happens if we, you know, beat Darth Vader? Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Yeah, And, um, he, he says that the reason these stories work, and the quote I really, really like, he says, story is the greatest weapon we have to combat noise. He says there's a lot of noise out there, and we have this great story. It's a great way to do it. And in fact, just to maybe take it to the talk for a second here, there's basically three big questions he, he wants to get you to ask your customers. He says, number one is, or maybe not even ask your customers, but know about your customers, where your customer is the hero. Number one is, what does the hero want? So Katniss Everdeen, you know, she wants to uh, uh, save her sister. You know, um, what's his name? Jason Bourne uh, or def- save her brother, maybe in Katniss's case. Um, yeah. yeah, Jason Bourne wants to know his, his, his origin story, story his yeah, identity and things like this, right? Um, and and to get your point about this, you know, once you understand what that is, if, if, if the hero has too many wants, it gets confusing. Oh, well, he wants to do this and this and this, you know, blah, blah, blah. It gets, you know, what is that one thing? Uh, Once you understand that, uh, well, then you've got to start getting into, I guess, kind of area number two, and that is to ask yourself who or what is opposing the hero from getting what they want. So now we've got to try and say, well, what is getting in the way of that hero from achieving what it is that they really, really need? And then number three, the kind of third big question you have to ask yourself that's very, very critical is what's at stake. And that takes you to that. Well, what happens if we win and what if we don't? And this talk asks your people those three questions, you know, who is our hero? What do they want? What is in their way? What's at stake? And then it starts posing questions. Well, how can we help tell this? So when your staff are standing in front of your customers, they're speaking to your customers as if your customer is the hero. They, in this case, they just, they're the sage elder. They're the person that holds the magic potion. Yeah, they're the, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the hands Luke Skywalker, the the lightsaber. That's their job. It's not their story. Their customer is the hero. But if we don't think about it in the right way and we don't understand our hero's journey and where we fit into it, we fail. And most companies fail because they're not thinking about their business and their story and their yeah. narrative in those terms. Yeah.
1: And in the book, actually, Donald Miller takes it to the next level because he kind of, un- well, not kind of, he does. He unpacks the, the seven universal um, story points. <laughs> uh, so that's that's why we end. I'm just going to go back to this for a second. These talks, we kind of take the key lessons, and we really distill it down to, to something that we believe is actionable from, from your teams. Uh, it's not a, a replacement for the book. I would still strongly recommend that that um, business leaders or anybody who yeah. really reads this book or takes one of their courses. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Read this cover to cover, and I've heard lots of examples of people that actually almost use it as a bit of a textbook, and they revisit it and read it three or four times. So still strongly recommend uh, getting through this whole book.
0: Yeah. Um, and I guess the way you'll know if it's for you is maybe what, what I can leave you with is the very, very forward focus that we want to leave your team with. And in this case, it's three questions we ask is what do our customers really want? Who is our customer villain and how will working with them um, or working with us help them defeat this dastardly villain? Now, the question I have to ask to you as a business leader and a listener out there is, is very, very simple. If you do not believe that the people in your team know the answer to this question, then this is a talk you need to deliver. This is a conversation you need to have. I'd love to say this is a book you should buy and give to your entire team, but I think we all know that uh, people don't read. And in fact, they don't all need to read it, but you certainly do. What they need to do is to be called to this adventure, the adventure of telling a better story to their customers. And I think, and that's that's probably a great place to leave this one. It's got a little bit of backstory. But really, really excited about this talk. Please, as always, give us your feedback. Let us know how the talk goes. Uh, let us know what came out. And we would love to hear some of your stories that came out of your team. If you want to share with us on social media, send us some pictures of you presenting. Please, we'd love that. And I'd love to hear some of the stories of this is a stories journey. This is how we've defined our, our hero story. We'll maybe do some videos on that in the future. I'll give some feedback in future episodes and things like that so please and again as always if you have any books that you would like us to turn into talks books that you think can be real calls to action to your team that the book that you read that you wish your entire company had read let us know what those are and now on that point for me richard it's goodbye and uh, lead loud yeah cheers lead loud shit i was supposed to say stay <laughs> curious because that's my line let's do it again. Let's do okay, okay. again for me it's richard stay curious and justin lead loud yeah, that's better. Better <laughs> guys. Cheers.